Joe Bilzade, thank you for joining me on the Leading Through Challenge show today. Uh, what did we just talk about? Hey, Chris, uh, we, we talked about um, a few stages of resilience. We talked about survival. We talked about revival. We talked about what leaders should be doing at the moment. We dived a little bit into like how I'm dealing with what's going on at the moment and maybe a few times in my life when I've um, struggled to lead well. And uh, it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed myself. Joel Buzade, welcome to Leading Through Challenge, mate. Uh, it's good to have you here today. How are you? Awesome. Great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Awesome. Uh, Joel, first question for you. Who, who is Joel Buzade in a nutshell? Uh, Joel Buzade is somebody that uh, is possibility for, for others. And so I've spent a large part of my life being the person at the front of the room or standing on stage or in the facilitation group that is going to represent what's possible. I think we're really good um, as leaders at coming up with what's wrong and what needs to be fixed. Um, but yeah, I just really love to speak to that idea of what's possible. And is that what interests you about leadership as well? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I spent a large part of my life in the outdoors and in the outdoors, there's lots of challenges, hazards, concerns, worries, frustrations, difficulties. And so you're constantly uh, seeking out where is the, the gaps or the possibilities or the, the safety, if you like, uh, the opportunities. So um, it excites me from both a survival point of view, but also from a growth perspective too. Mm, definitely. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, that's a cool way to look at it is that uh, it's, it's possibility rather than just pure challenge. And like one of the things, obviously the show is all about leading through challenge and, and we're smack bang in the midst of a really challenging situation at the moment with, with COVID-19 and the lockdown here in New Zealand. And I mean, when we get into these situations uh, and big challenges, it, it sometimes leads to a, like a systems overload type of scenario yeah. for ourselves. Like we're mentally overloaded with all of the information that's coming at us. We're emotionally overloaded with all of the stress that's going on. Um, mm -hmm. Potentially we're a bit physically overloaded as well because maybe we're not eating that well. Maybe we're not sleeping that well. Maybe we can't do our regular exercise routines. And this affects our ability just to cope with life in general rather than to actually take a leadership role in or step into a leadership role. How do you think we best go about managing this, this kind of overload or overwhelm and, and lead ourselves through it? Yeah, man, such a good question. I, there's, there's a number of things that come to mind for me and I've been sort of answering questions like this um, with companies, organizations online over the last couple of weeks I think the, the first question that I'd get sort of owner operators, managers to think about is if this were simple, what would it look like? And just to do some journal and reflection on that because um, at the best of times, uh, life challenges can be rather complex and that practice of going, if this was simple, um, how might I approach this or what might I say in this particular moment? But I think just going back to the nuts and bolts of your question around overload is one of the things that I've become more aware of in my experience as a leader and, and training leaders is that human beings are very good at casting vision into the future and going, this is what I want the future to look like um, in both a good and a bad way. And as we do that, regardless of whether that vision is good or bad, 
um, it increases anxiety, which contributes to what you're talking about as overload. And so we're very good at creating our own levels of anxiety, stress, and worry. And then you add to that the circumstance that we're in at the moment and the fact that at any given moment in the world, at any given time, we know through history that bad stuff can happen and will happen at any time. It's not surprising at all that people are in this state of overload. So I think the first thing is to remember that this is actually quite normal for us to be overloaded. Just to wrap that kind of, I guess, language around current circumstance, that it's okay to be scared and nervous and fearful and not feel like you're progressing or performing or anything like that. I think the, the one of the solutions is to start to go, if looking into the future too much, good, bad, or otherwise causes me anxiety, then maybe the, the solution as a leader is to remain present and to stay in this very moment and to be exactly what I know I can be in this very moment. And, uh, you know, I was in, in, in the Christchurch earthquakes, and I don't know if you remember some of those images of there's a guy, I can remember it, and he's on the news, and he's moving rubble away. It looks like it's so light, but we know it's really, really massive. And when you and me are in crisis mode, if we stay present, we can achieve amazing things. We can be adaptable. We can be resourceful. It's when we start to think more about the future that we get overloaded. Mm. And how do we how do we remain in the present moment, like through these challenges, rather than obviously we we you kind of want to do a bit of strategizing and a bit of planning about the future, but how do you not get so wrapped up in that and make sure that you stay in the in the present moment? So good, man. I reckon it's it's actually about a little bit of a, a priority list. Um, so before, and you know, if any business owners, which I'm sure are listening to this, you know, almost every single one that I've talked to so far is they're going, how do I, how do I adapt? Like, how do I pivot? Like, what's, what's the opportunity to pivot here? And I think what we need to do is we need to go first and foremost, what are the survival aspects of crisis that we need to take care of? So first of all, our own energy. So let's just wrap emotional energy, um, mental energy, physical energy all around that. So looking after yourself. So that's first of all, I think there's definitely a job for us all to put on the hat of CFO right now for our families and to go, this is what we got, this is what we're playing with and there's peace in that and after that there's no peace. You know, we've got to arrive at that point. And I think as well, like just 10xing the amount of output to relationships, so video calls and connecting with friends and family. When we take care of that, I reckon we can step into that planning and preparing mode with, um, I think, just a little bit more resourcefulness about us. Um, and we, because you think about it, right? You're in crisis. You're not looking after yourself. You have no idea what's going on with your personal finances. You're disconnected from all the people that you were normally disconnected with. And you're trying to figure it out. It's like, you're just adding. You're adding. So it's about what's first. You know, Stephen Covey mm. talks about first things first. So just creating your own list of like initial priorities, I think. Yeah. So it's kind of like having a, almost creating a sense of safety for yourself in that moment so that you can, you, you know that you and your family feel safe by controlling the things that you, the, those simple things that you can control. And then once you've got that safety, then you can use that as a platform to move forward from. That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, hundred percent. I think safety is a great word and I'd probably even add psychological to that mm. as well and and in taking care of that and it's not a tick box exercise right 
Um, but just, I know, you know, like when we start to, to take care of our psychological safety, I reckon it opens up more resource for us to then go, okay, how am I going to go from survive to revive and start actually managing some of the resources, people, uh, revenue, um, whatever it is in my life so that we can make this business or my life, my family work and function um, with some level of, of um, understanding and, and enjoyment as well. Mm, definitely. So once you've uh, kind of, once you've been able to create that, that sense of safety and that's going to, as you said, it's a complex issue and it, it's going to look different for, for everybody um, about kind of what makes them feel safe. But as you said, simplifying it, making it uh, kind of each of those aspects really simple, really straightforward. Like, what are the what are the priorities mm-hmm. here? What do I need to do on a on a daily basis? What do I need to do on a weekly basis? Kind of, what does the next two or three weeks of doing each of these look like for me? Mm-hmm. How do we take things kind of to the to the next step once we've once we've mm-hmm. figured out actually, yeah, I am going to survive this, like. How do we start to revive? Yeah, yeah. I I really do believe that let's just assume that from a psychological safety point of view, relationships, finances, and personal health, whatever that means to you, you're kind of like you're doing pretty well. You're being kind to yourself. You're acknowledging and accepting that these are unprecedented times and that, you know, we're not supposed to know exactly how to deal with this as leaders. Part of our job is to actually step into and embrace the unknown. Um, but I think the next phase is, is it's really about going, what's my no list? Because there's so many inputs for us at the moment from, you know, uh, YouTube videos, conspiracy theories. Um, you know, I, 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 on one news, I put C first when this all went down, you know, on your Facebook feed. And there's so many news stories now. So I quickly under that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the news, but I'm literally at the moment and for the last probably week and a half only listened to Jacinda Ardern. And otherwise, I'm very, very strict about the inputs into my life. Um, so what I mean by that is I can only control what's in front of me. That's what we talked about before in terms of um, what's going on for me right now. I can control uh, what value I'm giving right now, the conversation that we're having and after this, the training that I'm going to do. Uh, spending too much time worrying about the future isn't that productive and useful for me at the moment. And so it really comes down to going, what is it that I choose to focus on? And what am I going to say no to, particularly while we're in lockdown? Because I just don't have the resources to entertain those thoughts at the moment. And really give yourself permission to suspend uh, any thoughts that aren't useful and relevant to you at the moment. I think there's definitely some space and room for us as leaders to start to, you know, go, what does a slow recovery look like? What does a fast recovery look like? And do some action planning around that, but not to the point where you elevate anxiety through the roof and become unresourceful, yeah? Um, And then the the last thing I'd add to that, sorry, Chris, is just in terms of that revival piece, it's like, and back to the inputs, it's like, who do you choose to be inspired by at the moment? You know, like what books are you reading and what content are you consuming? Because that's always played a big part in, in what makes up an awesome life for me is who I'm being inspired by. Mm, definitely. And I, I really love that piece, especially around the input side of things. And you, you know me reasonably well, Joel, and know that I love listening to podcasts and like, since we've been, since we've been in lockdown and, and we've been going through this, I've actually, my consumption of that stuff is massively reduced. 
is that, right? that yeah. it's it's more about like every now and then I'll, I'll have a listen to something but i'm very selective about who and who i listen to and kind of what topics i'm listening around mm. um but just because there as as we talked about there's so much other input coming in at the moment that i'm that i'm trying to filter out that if i bring in a whole heap more then i do start to get a little bit more overwhelmed so i've said no to mm. a lot of that stuff and like things will kind of pop up on my podcast feed. I'm like, oh, that'd be really interesting. But no, nah, that's a that's a later date. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, you're the you're the like you're the guy that's like, you know, what's the hard stuff that I can do to make the future better? Like, right. And so you have a natural developed or whatever it is tendency to lean towards the hard stuff. And I'd say consuming lots of information at the moment or sitting on the couch for extended periods of time and watching shows is another example that would fit into the category of easy. And so you probably like many of the the leaders that are listening and tuning in, like are actually seeking out what is the right thing to do right now with a big question mark on the end. And in answering that, we might actually go, well, the wrong thing to do right now is to listen to excessive amounts of other people's opinion. Mm. And I think actually sometimes to figure out what the right thing is to do, first we need to go through and have a look. Okay, this is the wrong thing. 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 Oh, this stuff is le- that's left. That's the right stuff for me to be doing right now. Yeah, it's so true. And and if I could just go back to that inspired company piece again, it's like there's so many people in our circle that are already walking the path that we're about to walk, that have already had the hard conversation with their employees, that have already let people go, and they're in your. Uh, in your reach and we can reach out to them now and have conversations and more now than ever aren't people willing to help. Right. And so it's, again, it's about that inspired company and going, you know, who already knows what I'm trying to find out. Mm. Mm. I mean, this, this is really all about, I mean, it's about leading other people, but this conversation is really about leading ourselves through this as well and kind of making sure that we're, that we are looking after ourselves uh, so that we can look after others because what happens when we don't lead ourselves through this like how does that affect our ability to show up as a leader to others yeah i think if if you just entertain the idea that you're either resourceful or you're not and our job as leaders is to live our lives in a way and interpret circumstances in a way that have us being resourceful because that's when we can serve and influence, which is leadership, right? Um, if we behave, think, and speak in a way that leads us to be unresourceful, then ultimately, I don't know what that means for our people, for our families, and the people that are actually, whether we know it or not, looking to us right now. If you've ever stepped into that persona, that identity, of leading your family, of leading your company, your organization, a group of people, your friendship group, believe me, everyone's watching right now and we need to be resourceful. So to answer your question, um, if we don't, we're not resourceful, then ultimately we can't be the inspired, um, the inspired leader that people need. That's what we need right now is people to, to, in their own time, with kindness, step up and into their very best. Mm. And what is leading yourself with 
with kindness, the self-leadership, what's that looked like for you so far this week? Yeah, right, man, that's, that's a great question. So getting back to all the, all the basics. So extended cold showers, um, exercising every day. Um, I've been doing a lot more running at the moment. I don't know about you, but so I'm a CrossFitter. I love CrossFit. Um, we do a bit of running and CrossFit, but man, getting out on the road for like 40 minutes, man, the ideas, the clarity, it's just so good, man. I'm just loving that at the moment. Um, you know, a bunch of journaling. I mean, all the stuff that you know and many people know, it's just getting back to the fundamentals and the basics that if I do this, this, and this, and this, I feel like I can now show up and serve fully. And I don't know too many people that can serve fully when they aren't taking care of themselves. And if they do, eventually that lack of integrity will show up in some way, shape or form and people might get exhausted or they might stop serving. Mm, yeah, I think that's, that's a really good point, man. It's those, it's those kind of big, big rocks that you know actually are really good for, for looking after yourself, making sure that you schedule some time in to put them in because like in challenge, we've got so many demands on us that, that pulling us in a whole lot of different directions that often for me, I, I find that the easy things to go are the things to looking at, uh, that I use to look after myself. But when I start to lose them, that's when I really, I, I notice, Hey, I'm not performing the way that I want to perform in, in life or, or in my leadership roles as well. Yeah. And, and if I could just add to that, I'd say that, you know, like for a lot of particularly business owners out there or, or managers of large organizations right now, there's, there's so much um, uh, work to be done and it can be very, very easy to, to deprioritize the personal work and it doesn't have to be long. Like mm. we all know how powerful it is to take a big deep breath in and then to fully exhale. And to do that for a couple of minutes, like that is game changing. And I reckon we just show up better when we start to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. And yeah, those small things, breathing for a couple of minutes. I'm loving jumping jacks at the moment. Like you knock oh, yeah. out 20 or 30 jumping jacks and you, you just feel different. You feel better about life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Joel, a couple of other quick questions for you, buddy. Um, first one is, can you tell me about a time that you haven't led well? Yeah. Like a specific moment, a specific moment or just kind of a generalized, uh, Hey, I wasn't, I wasn't really great at, at that period of time. Yeah. I think when I, when I first got my, um, operations manager job in Italy, so I was leading a team of 25 over there. Um, I was just figuring it out. Right. And there's no book that says, this is how, you must lead or this is the way to lead it's kind of like you just do the very best you can with what you've got and always making sure that you're constantly learning um so i think the times in my life when i've led poorly is when i've rested on my confidences and mm. my strengths and gone i'm doing a great job and i've failed to pick up the book at the end of the day or to ask for feedback at the end of the day or to check in with mentors about how they could be challenging me and i've just kind of being on autopilot a little bit, I think just for myself, that's when I haven't led particularly well. I think by contrast though, you know, in times of crisis, like this is, this is my jam. Like I feel totally in the zone right now to support and help because 
it's where I've spent most of my life is in adverse circumstances um, compared to many people, not adverse, of course, but for me going into the outdoors and being faced with the natural adversity that nature gives us is like, you're constantly going, how do I deal with this with no rule book? Uh, awesome, man. Um, and what has, what's influenced the way that you lead the most in the last year, do you think? Oh, man. I think better conversations with family and friends, um, mm. deeper conversations, um, and just exploring uh, weaknesses um, as well. That's been a particular interest of me, for, for me, um, is asking people that I trust and respect um, that have time for me, like, what do you see as my, my weakness? Like, where am I, uh, am I not so useful? Um, I think those, that conversational wisdom that comes up when you're talking with people that you respect, admire, and have got time for, and they the same for you, has been quite pivotal uh, for me in recent times, yeah. Awesome, bro. Last question for you, Joel. What should leaders be doing right now? Three things. Uh, thinking, speaking, and acting in a way that is congruent with the times and your own leadership philosophy. Um, thinking, suspend negative thoughts as much as you can. Be the master of just cutting them. Focus only on that which you know is useful. Hard to do, very hard to do. Uh, personal mastery, if anything, is about that. Um, speaking, you, language creates. When you get the opportunity to speak to someone or a group of people, be very, uh, careful is the wrong word, be very intentional about your word selection, your tone selection, and how you're choosing to communicate. Because as we know right now, what we need is, is more calm leaders, right? Because just by their very nature, um, it sort of installs a sense of calm into us. So be very, very clear about what it is that you're saying. And then, you know, back to what we've already talked about in terms of behavior and how we're acting, take care of yourself first, take care of your family, get your finances and your relationships in order, and then go out there and make the difference that you were born to make. Awesome action points, mate. Uh, Joel Bouzade, thank you so much for today. Man, anytime. Great to chat. Well, there you have it, guys. Uh, conversation with Joel Bouzade, all about leading yourself. Uh, so what I really would love you guys to do is to share this with some people who you think might need a little bit of help with their leadership over this period of time. I want you to subscribe on Apple Podcast or on Spotify or on your favorite podcast app because we really want to get these conversations out to as many people as we can. So subscribe, uh, leave a rating and review. Be awesome if it was five stars. If it's not, then that's cool. And, and add a comment about uh, what really stood out in this episode for you. Thanks, and we'll see you again soon.